0: It's the morning flavor on metro there's no question that uh, the province of eastern cape is amongst uh, the number of provinces that have been uh, heavily affected by the covid 19 pandemic and uh, it's not going to get any easier especially as we head into a tough month being the month of august we have seen that um, there have been serious issues um, in terms of their capacity and ability to handle the situation uh, for instance uh, they found um, that a number of the uh, public servants have uh, Been uh, just losing their lives at the hands of this pandemic. They've even had to, for instance, uh, bring in over 2,000 temporary teachers in order to replace uh, teachers who are regarded as high risk because they have a number of health complications. And this is just but a number of the issues. And uh, it was quite clear when the Premier, uh, Lubabalo Mabuyani of the Eastern Cape, said that uh, August is going to be a very, very difficult month. So let's get a sense of um, what they're going to do as a province to. I guess, weather the storm, if that's even possible. We're joining on the line by Dr. Luvuyo Bayeni, Technical Advisor to the Eastern Cape Health MEC. Good morning. Uh, good morning,
1: morning. and good morning to Pearl, and good to the listeners of Metro FM.
0: Thanks for making time to speak to us, Doc. Um, there are serious issues going on in the province. I mean, let's talk about our hospitals. We've seen so many um, stories of uh, just the difficulties that a lot of the health workers are facing and obviously the patients as well. Um, What has been done um, to this point to try and turn that around?
1: Um, Let's appreciate and do acknowledge that uh, a lot has been shown, a lot has been said, and a lot has been experienced as well by individuals in terms of the healthcare system in the Eastern K. So we're not going to dispute some of the issues that you guys have come across. and You have even seen some exposés. And uh, indeed, they were taken in amongst or in some of our facilities. However, we have since also adopted a stance that let's respond when we see certain things. As a result, the visit by the national minister that took place last week was specifically directed to Nelson Mandela uh, district because the recent uh, expose even by BBC and Sky News um, had taken pictures around Nelson Mandela facilities. So that's the first stance we do or we have done since then to respond and go exactly there. The second thing that we have since done to make sure that we move with speed, there was a team that was also deployed in support and to strengthen our COVID response, as announced even by the Premier Oscar Mabuyanne, led by Dr. Zungu. That team has also remained behind, even in Nelson Mandela, whilst one of the other members have gone to other districts. So on a daily basis, the team is giving us hardcore facts as to what is happening on the ground, with an intention to ensure that what we have in our reports from the provincial office and what we get from district managers is entirely with what is happening on the ground, so that we don't get to tell the world things that are not actually factual or not true as what is happening on the ground. The third thing is the visibility in facilities. We no longer work in offices, and we ensure that even the office of the MEC, on a weekly basis, there is a facility and a district that is supported with physical visits To ensure that, one, we support and, and maintain a positive uh, posture in terms of the staff understanding and knowing that there is support that is, is being availed from the province and from the office of the MEC. But secondly, to also do our own verification of ensuring that what we know or what we are told about Hospital X is actually what is happening. The third purpose of such visits is also to go and monitor projects that we have promised people uh, um, as to whether are they coming on board or not so that we don't continuously say to people who are preparing hospitals whereas Mm -hmm. on the ground the movement is slower than expected. So we're doing that on a weekly basis as led by the MEC um, Honourable Mamukomba. But also mm. coming close to your concern and what you raised earlier on, even as an intro, in terms of the effect or, and even the infection rate amongst the healthcare workers. Indeed, we have also noted that our frontliners are getting infected, and invariably that causes a strain in the healthcare system. As you mm. might know, that we are giving people away um, 10 days for isolation. So mm. you can imagine if in a hospital department, uh, you will be taking away three or four people at once for a ten-day isolation. It turns things around and it makes it a bit difficult even for you to manage your shifting and all your staff allocations. Yeah, I mean, do, you so do, do you replace those health workers with others? Or what do you? Well.
0: Mm, mm, mm. I mean, do you do you replace those health workers with with other professionals who can assist to ease the load? I mean, what happens in that in that instance?
1: Um, what has been happening? We have also been doing an inter-facility arrangement kind of a thing. Where if the service, especially with the with hospitals that are nearby each other, a typical example will be your Bishop Hospital and your Grey Hospital. So when those, those 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 employees are then sent for isolation, we arrange with the nearest hospital to say a service of this nature will then be redirected so that we don't put a strain on the few um, mm-hmm. staff members that are remaining. So that's one aspect that we do. The second one is to try and move around and staff from other hospitals to say, can we then have people that will be working? Though obviously it will also mean sometimes uh, overtime and sometimes it means um, requesting commitment as well from staff. So that's another thing that we do. Um, Mm -hmm. But the third thing that we do is to try amongst or within the hospital to do what we call decongesting, where we would then talk to families and patients to see How many can we then be discharging at a frequency so that we ease the workload and then the ones that are on duty will be able to share and cover the spaces of those that would have then been sent. But further than that, there is an employee wellness program that is in place, um, which is also involving the labor representatives to ensure that it's not only a question of treating your frontliner as just any other positive patient of COVID. They do need the support because they have been committed and they have been dedicating their life. So mm. we try and go beyond just saying you are a positive COVID case, so therefore go home for 10 days. We try and offer as well that there should be some employee wellness support that is coupled with it.
0: Totally. I mean, there's so much going on, Dr. Uh, Bayeni, and uh, I guess, you know, time is never on our side, but we will keep checking in on uh, your province to get a sense of how things are flowing. Uh, There are a number of issues still on the roll, but we appreciate your time, and thanks for giving us some updates there on what is happening. Thank you for your time, Dr. Luvuyo Bayeni, technical advisor to the Eastern Cape Health MEC there, just giving us a status update on um, how they are preparing for the situation. Of course, they have been dealing with COVID-19, there's no doubt about that. Um, But again, there are serious challenges at play here. And if you're out in the Eastern Cape, uh, what are your observations of what is going on on the ground? And with everything that Dr. Baini has said, are you in agreement? Uh, Do you have anything you want to challenge? Or are you really just um, um, observing and just trying to stay as safe as possible out in the province of the Eastern Cape? We'd love to hear from you. You can tweet us, hashtag flavor. Jeez, time flies. It's already 7. All right, let's get straight into the news. Straight after that, we are live and unplugged with Asha and Summer Walker. Stay with us.